there is many different facets to the menstrual cycle. Um, like you mentioned, there is nutritional, there is physical, there is emotional, there is spiritual, there is sexual, there is productivity wise. Welcome to Sacred Leaders with me, Sigrid Tassias, leadership and embodiment coach, author, speaker, entrepreneur, humanitarian, and modern medicine woman. And you have found a podcast where today's top leaders, conscious entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, and personal development experts share with you the insights, tools, hacks, and strategies to help you bring more depth and embodiment to your life and leadership and amplify your impact from the inside out. Today's guest is Gemma Lee, who is a menstrual cycle expert, qualified Ayurvedic coach and the creator of Wellsome. For 13 years, she's helped guide women in over 22 countries to embrace their monthly cycles and deepen body awareness through personalized coaching, online courses, retreats, and workshops. She is known as a down-to-earth, raw, and authentic teacher who makes periods fun, and her teachings are analogy field, helping to make the complicated stuff super practical, easy, and memorable. She is located in Australia, and she came to share with us all things period in regards to leadership. So within this episode, we speak about the nitty-gritty details of each phase of our cycle, really getting to understand what is happening within us hormonally and how that impacts our productivity, concentration, creativity, energy levels, mood, and even sexual drive. We also speak about the actual effects of stress and cortisol in our bodies and how to identify whether your body is trying to tell you that something isn't hormonally right before it's too late. And we also discuss how to start syncing your business with your cycle and working with the wisdom of your body instead of against it. I love this episode and I am sure that you will get many, many golden nuggets from it. So keep on listening as we dive right into it. Before we start, I wanted to let you know that I am opening up a couple of spaces for private initiations. These are private coaching containers for women that want to radically transform their life and leadership through doing the deep embodiment inner work. This is for the woman that is ready to be initiated into a whole new level of embodiment of her truth and her mission, ready to meet herself more deeply and authentically than ever and bring more depth to her legacy as a leader and entrepreneur. This is about amplifying your impact from the inside out. And if you want to learn more, head to my website. The link to apply for this is in the show notes or direct message me on Instagram with the word initiation and I will personally share more details with you. Now let's get into the episode. Gemma, thank you so much for joining me here in Sacred Leaders. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I feel so blessed that you've asked me to come along. So thank you for having me. I can't wait to dive in. 
Yeah, such a pleasure. So as I was sharing with you, I had an episode um, that I did solo on this podcast where I spoke about the fact that I sync my business with my cycle and why and the different tasks that I feel more eager and ready to do in each one of the phases of the cycle. And I think this is such an important topic and something that is incredibly life-changing for women and for entrepreneurs. Now, I didn't get into the nitty-gritty, the nerdy details, the specifics of what happens hormonally in each of the phases of our cycle. And I know that there are many, many women that are wanting more and more every day to learn about their cycles and to learn about how to work with the inner and wisdom of the body versus against it. So I would love to... Um, inquire a little bit around these what is happening within our bodies hormonally throughout each of the different phases of our cycle and how can we support ourselves to really work with that instead of against it i know that it has an impact in our productivity our sex drive how we get to be eating how we get to be exercising so can you feel us in in all things phases of the cycle it's of a big course. question it is a big question and there is many different facets to the menstrual cycle. Um, like you mentioned, there is nutritional, there is physical, there is emotional, there is spiritual, there is sexual, there is productivity wise. Um, even communication changes throughout our menstrual cycle. So mm. our ability to be able to verbalize and communicate and it's interesting, our energy levels even shift from chakra to chakra throughout our menstrual cycle. So where would you like me to start? Because it's such a big question. Um, is there any any position or um, topic specifically you want to start with? Yes. So let's start with the different phases and what's awesome. happening hormonally through each one of them. Really, really good place to start. So we all are very aware of the menstrual cycle. We think, and it depends on where you are in your own personal learning of the menstrual cycle because everyone's in their own journey. Um, if you've been on a fertility journey and trying to conceive or learning natural fertility, you might already know a lot more. But if you're kind of just starting out or even if you're listening to this and you're on some, some form of hormonal contraception, a lot of um, menstruators and non-menstruators feel like there's only just one, maybe two phases of the menstrual cycle when in fact there's actually four. Now, there's four hormonal phases of the cycle. I like to kind of teach there's five phases of the cycle, which I'll kind of go into. But when it comes to the hormones, let's start with menstruation. This is the phase that we're all very aware of. It's the phase that we're sometimes afraid to reach when we're going through menarche, our first period. But this is when we're menstruating. And this is ultimately like ground zero. The first day of bleeding is the first day of your cycle. And some people are like, but I start bleeding at five o'clock in the afternoon. Is that day one for me still? doesn't matter really. As long as it's your first full day of bleeding or you bleed, you know, in the afternoon, it's whatever feels first for you. The moon never peaks at full moon at the same time of the day, every, every cycle of the moon. So it doesn't really matter. But when, when this is happening, we begin menstruating. Our hormones are pretty much at a ground zero. So we have four main hormones in our cycle. We have estrogen, progesterone. There's also the follicular stimulating hormone. And then we have the luteinizing hormone. These four hormones are really at zero when we're menstruating. And that's why naturally, if you think about it, when we're menstruating, we feel more inward. We don't really want to be talking to too many people. We can sometimes feel a little bit irritated. And that's because our body's literally contracting. Our uterus, uterus is contracting to release the uterine lining in a natural cycle. And we literally feel like we're restarting. And I call this the inner winter phase of our cycle. It's very similar to the 
outer winter that we go through. So we're recording this in our in outer winter right now. And for me, I'm in my inner spring in this moment. I'm on day six of my cycle today. And this outer winter is kind of similar to the inner winter feelings where we want to sleep more. We don't want to go out and be outside and active in you know, the sun because it's not as warm and we want to have more nurturing, nourishing food. So we can learn a lot about our outer nature and how it reflects in our inner nature. And in Ayurveda, they call this the interrelationship between the outer world and your inner world. And it governs everything, literally everything that goes on in the outside world affects your inner world. And so we're feeling this way in our menstrual time. And then as we progress out of this, we start to feel more alive. We start to feel like we finally have energy in, that, in our body and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm back. <laughs> it's kind of like after you've been yep. through a breakup and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone for two months. And then finally, like, okay, I'm ready to put myself out there. I'm ready to, like, be seen. <laughs> yes. It's that same feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this really is because of the effect of our body starts to produce hormones again. And this hormonal production will change and kind of ebb and flow between now and when we begin to menstruate again. So for some women, this is roughly three weeks. For some women, this can be four weeks. For some women, it can be even longer. And this really depends on the length of your menstrual cycle. And the length of your menstrual cycle is determined by when we ovulate. So let's just say hypothetically, we have a 30-day cycle. So once we end bleeding, we might bleed for four days, three days, five days. We start to enter this phase and our estrogen is starting to grow and increase in production. And when this happens, we feel confident. And so have you ever noticed in yourself, Sigrid, that when you kind of get to this spring, summer ovulation phase, you're like, oh, my God, I feel unstoppable and I feel on top of the world and I want to be seen. (laughs) Yeah, totally. This is estrogen. This is um, one of the main hormones and it's kind of, the hormone that gives us that plumpness, that freshness in our lips and our cheeks and the glow that we have comes from estrogen. Now, sometimes when we have too much estrogen, it does things that we don't want it to do for our appearance necessarily. Um, But what we're really looking at in this second phase of our cycle is estrogen is growing. Then we also have the FSH hormone, the follicular stimulating hormone. The name kind of gives it away. Let's be honest. It stimulates the follicles, which is really just... The, um, the, fo- the follicles in our ovaries, which then end up erupting and releasing the egg. So as this is growing, got to remember the focus of the menstrual cycle is to ovulate. As menstruators, we are designed to create. We are designed to reproduce. And that's really the core reason why we're here on the planet. So every single day of your menstrual cycle and roughly they say if you link it to a lunar cycle, 28 to 29 days in length, you are going to have 13 ovulations in a calendar year. That means that every single day, so um, what day of your cycle are you on today? 20. 20. So I'm on day six and you're on day 20. Mm -hmm. We're kind of at totally opposite ends of the cycle. Yeah. But for you, day 20 of your cycle, if we look at this hormonally, is only going to occur how your body is today another 12 times in the next 365 days. Mm, I've never thought about it like that. That goes to show how different we are, right? So how you feel today, if you think about applying this to your business, how you are in your getting shit done mode in your inner autumn phase, premenstrual, in the motion of how you want to eat food and how you feel like moving, how you feel like communicating, how you feel sexually with your partner or even sexually with yourself, 
that's really going to only happen another 12 times in the next year. That's how uniquely different we are every day. And so as we're moving through our cycle and the story that I'm giving is from menstruation to ovulation, each of these days is going to slightly alter and change as our hormones start to produce more hormones, as in more estrogen and more FSH at this time. And we're consistently going to be different. So for someone that listens to this and you think you're the same all cycle long, you're like, I just bleed and the rest of the cycles, people think three weeks is the same and then the other week is just, okay, now I'm bleeding. Some people treat their bodies the same the whole four weeks or five weeks or their entire cycle, which blows my mind because I used to be that person and I just was like, how did I do that to myself? Same. Mm -hmm. But as we go through hormonally, we have FSH and um, estrogen producing. And then just before we ovulate, we have LH and progesterone kind of come into the game too. And think about it, you are like, hell yeah, the show is here. And I call this ovulation is like planning the biggest party of the year. Yeah. And you're planning it and you're getting so excited for this party. You've done all your catering. You've organized the band, the music, the photographers, the the decorations. You've sent out the invites. You've got your costume or your outfit and you're all ready to go. And then nobody turns up. Hmm. <laughs> that's what ovulation can sometimes be like is you've done all this planning you feel super excited fun playful ovulation occurs and then you don't conceive there's no implantation because you're not trying to conceive or you aren't even wanting to have a baby mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden that estrogen fsh lh progesterone our four main hormones are all together for the party yeah to help you produce this party then the party arrives and nobody turns up we ovulate and there's nothing that happens with that ovulation that's when we start to enter what I call the post-ovulation void. And this post-ovulation void Mm -hmm. is like, oh, I felt so good yesterday. And today I feel like FML. Yep. And I'm changing my career and this coaching thing ain't working for me. I'm giving up. (laughs) I'm getting a job because that's the smart thing to do because I can't do this business thing anymore. And so we enter this mini void for a few days. It might be only one day. It might only be half a day. It might be three days. It all depends on your body awareness and how connected you are with yourself. But this void can dramatically shift you. And it kind of feels like you're going from literally living in the Sahara Desert to living in the tropics where it's monsoonal. So it's a yin and yang. It's a quite a big shift. And these hormones can then impact how we act throughout the day, right? Yeah. So that begins our fourth phase of our cycle, which is our pre-ovulation, post-ovulation, also known as inner autumn. And we progress through this cycle. now. Um, through this phase of our cycle hormonally your body is going to think that it has had a a successful conscious um, conception so it's going to think your body assumes always okay we've definitely conceived this cycle so our body produces lh and progesterone to help us produce a uterine lining for the implantation of the egg and the sperm together But what happens is roughly around, you know, five to seven days. And just note, this is different for every woman. For some women, this can happen over one day and then they menstruate four days later. For some women, it can take a lot longer. So it's very individual. Your cycle and your rhythm of your cycle is extremely individual. But on general basis, we have five to seven days where your body's trying to produce this uterine lining and grow it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, we didn't actually conceive. And then it begins its journey back to menstruation. So hormones go through a little peak and then they begin to drop back to ground zero. And then we menstruate again. And then we start the whole cycle again. So you can see 
it's a little bit like a roller coaster. We have highs, we have lows, and that's not emotionally, I'm talking hormonally. So we literally have production going and then non-production and then more production of a different one and then and then none of another. And so consistently our body is always planning for conception. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love the way in which you explained it. And I could see so many of the of the little things that you mentioned I was like oh I've never thought about it that way but that's exactly how I feel so absolutely there is so much that is happening and I'm curious to hear more about how that generally speaking will impact our productivity mm. our concentration um, our sex drive just in generally how we feel in business and emotionally in our mm -hmm. personal lives mm -hmm. so good this is I love discussing this topic because it really, your menstrual cycle as a menstruator governs your life. It governs whether you feel outward, whether you feel inward, whether you feel you can, whether you feel you can't. And if you have a non, if you're listening to this and you have a non-menstruator in your life, so for example, I'm a heterosexual. So, you know, I'm the menstruator, my partner, he's not the menstruator. And he's like, you want different food all the time. I can't work this out. <laughs> so I have a food cycle chart on the, on the fridge. So he doesn't have to ask me all the time. He can just look at the chart, but it's interesting because it really governs your life. It governs every aspect of you. So if we think about productivity and even, you know, your emotional balance in your day-to-day -day life, the way that I like to look at this is in two parts. Your menstrual cycle is very similar to the lunar cycle. And this is why some people get this kind of confused with it being called a moon cycle and then they have attachments. So I need to ovulate or menstruate at certain times of the moon cycle. Just forget that altogether. That gets very confusing. Your inner world is more important than the moon world. So when we look at that, the moon has a yang half and a yin half. So we have new moon, which is yin, and then we have full moon, which is yang. So really a moon and lunar cycle runs like 29 days. And when we look at that, we have two weeks of yang and two weeks of yin. Ultimately, our menstrual cycle is very similar. So one of the teachings that I teach in my menstrual cycle coaching certification course is how to track your cycle with the yin and the yang energies and then how they can teach their clients how to do that. So with the yin and the yang, if you think half of my cycle of my month is yang and the other half is yin look at your business what are the yang productivity or tasks that i need to complete and what are the yin ones the yin ones are more the inward that's the reflection that's like the stock take of your business whereas the yang is the outward socializing events speaking creating birthing launching so Start with that. Look at, okay, when do I feel outward and when do I feel inward? And if you do, um, I was going to say track and chart in the same word, but if you chart or track your cycle, I strongly encourage you to use a written tracker. If you don't yet use a written tracker, I'm telling you right now, it will give you the most insights into your business that you have no idea about. Apps just simply can't do that. Plus, The world of apps is very much like tap, tap, swipe and forget. We've all done the yeah. 20 minute scroll on Instagram and be like, oh my God, I just wasted 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you use a written tracker, it's very much like writing down, um, you know, your to-do tasks for the day for a business structure. Writing it in front of you will give you the chance to look at the different trackers in front of you from cycle to cycle. And then you can actually be like, okay, wow, I can clearly see over the last three cycles 
that from day six to day 13 of my cycle, they're the go days. I have energy high all of those days. I'm very productive. I feel good about myself. All right, they're the days that I will apply all of these tasks or I'll get my assistant to help me schedule this in. And then you can look at the days where you don't feel confident. You know, I definitely have a change in confidence from day 22 onwards in my cycle. And so I know that if I'm making a decision in my business, like to create a new corporate structure or to um, work on, you know, and I have a couple of different businesses to like merge them together or to create a new um, affiliate program or to create a collaboration and I'm trying to make a decision, I'm already a Libra. I'm going to be like, it's too fucking hard. I can't do it and not be confident. So knowing when you feel outward and inward is really important. Track your cycle with a written tracker and you can identify that after three cycles. It takes three cycles to do it. Mm. But then if we look at each individual phase next, so I'm kind of giving the steps on how to go about doing this. So start with the yin and the yang. How do I feel outward? When do I feel inward? Okay, then track your cycle for three cycles and then look at the four phases. Very simple. When you're menstruating, a lot of people do like to just turn off, to switch off and, and connect and dive inward. Very interestingly, though, everything that I've ever birthed that has been a de defined success but successful in my mind and my vision of success has always taken off if it's been something that's come to me whilst I'm menstruating. And mm -hmm. traditionally... Uh, menstrual time, um, different indigenous cultures around the world look at this as like your moon time or your red tent time, or you'd be, you know, asked to leave and have a, a, a space of abstinence from your, from your tribe or your community. And you would really look at this as your most internal time. Now, after studying ancestral health many years ago now, I learned that these women had this divine intuitive nature that guided the entire community. Now, if we think back to thousands of years ago, to a thousand plus years ago, most women generally menstruate, most menstruated at roughly the same time. And then they ovulated at roughly the same time. Many of them gave birth and were pregnant at roughly the same time. So we did a lot of things communally together, insert mm -hmm. like sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. So this is where the sisterhood kind of menarchy years really started to evolve. And when we look at that today, how can we apply that today? You can do this individually. So menstrual time is a really great time to turn inward and you don't always have to shut out from your business, but it's a really good time to do a stock take. Hey, what worked really well last cycle? What didn't work well in my business last cycle? Then stock take your relationships. Okay, what did I learn about my relationship last cycle? I always do this self-reflection with my relationship with my partner so I can dive deeper in with him. But then you can look at that with your friends. Okay, hang on. What did I really learn about my movement last cycle? So it's a good time. You're changing it over with a cycle tracker so you can reflect on your full tracker from previous cycle and your new coming open tracker that's yet to be complete. So that stock take time is really important in your inner menstrual time. Productivity-wise, it's not always a great time to be showing up and turning up for things you know, in person. It's the time where you want to say no to more things and say yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that gives a bit of a good overview and insight to just the menstrual time, because I feel the menstrual time is the most misunderstood and the time where most women push through. They think, well, I have to do this. And, you know, I can't stop because if I stop sending this newsletter, if I don't answer this call, or if I don't do my emails every day, the world will end. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. when, 
when ultimately it, it won't, it's really about nurturing and resting and giving yourself that space. And when you do, I want everyone to think about their body like an elite athlete. So this year is the Tokyo Olympics and athletes get this really well. I learned a lot from my ex-partner who I was with for a number of years. He was a physical prep coach to Olympic and level elite level athletes. And so I went on a few Olympic camps and training camps. And when it comes to athletes, they know their bodies so well. Athletes know their bodies sometimes better than anybody else. They know what they're putting in, they know what they're getting out, and they do that very structured. But athletes always taper before the big event. Yeah. Imagine if all these athletes that are training for Tokyo Olympics were literally pushing themselves and training right up to the date of their, their race or their tournament or whatever you want to refer to it as, they would burn out. Mm-hmm. And this is why elite athletes taper. I want you to start to think about your menstrual time as your taper week or your taper three days, or maybe you're a mum and you don't get four days or three days to taper. You just choose half a day, but taper time. This is the time of nurturing, more massage as an athlete would get, more stretching, more downtime, more reflection, more visualization. We can apply that in menstrual time as menstruators. Mm, yeah. Then we move forward and we get into the spring phase. This time for productivity, I like to call this the dolphin phase. This is where you feel fun, flirty, and playful. And so in your business, you can literally go from feeling like, oh, I don't know if I still want to keep doing this business to being like, oh my God, I can totally do this. I'm taking on the world and I'm going to you know, um, help this many people or I'm going to reach this much income or I'm going to create a course that I've never created before and it's just going to go like wildfire is you have a dramatic shift and this is the beginning of that yang phase of your cycle this outwardness and you generally have more energy when you have more energy at this time you want to work more you feel more inspired to work too the more you rest in menstruation the more inspired you can become and the more outward you can be in this spring and summer phase too Mm, so this phase rolls through as our estrogen is producing and then our fsh is producing and then we ovulate And this whole process, I want you to think about the purpose of menstruation and the purpose of ovulation. It's really to continually prepare you to conceive. So we're continually preparing to conceive and ideally we're hoping to conceive. But then when we don't, we're like, all right, let's just scrap that one. Let's just prepare for the next. Maybe it'll happen next cycle. So we're constantly in this preparation phase and it's called a birth-life-death cycle. We can apply that same theory and philosophy of birth life death cycle to those who are planning to not conceive so i'm planning on not conceiving right now so i can apply this birth life death cycle to my cycle and in productivity in your business that's creation so that's having an intuitive thought intuitive guidance when you're menstruating that's bringing it to life and the planning phase of inner spring then it's learning or producing or launching when we get to our ovulation phase, which is the birthing time, like literally putting yourself out there. And when you can apply this birth life death cycle inside your productivity cycle or your emotional cycle, it literally can transform your relationship with what it is that you're doing, not just even your body, but what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. And every time I've done that, and I've been working on doing this refinedly over the last four years, it's really worked well (laughs) let's just say that it always works out perfectly and whether that's because of the internal alignment of my hormones or the internal confidence that I have 
or the fact that I'm just ultimately listening to my intuition at my most intuitive time of my cycle. But yeah, you can apply this birth life death cycle too. And then once we go out of this ovulation phase or we've potentially launched a new opt-in or we've launched a new idea or we've launched a whole new business or we've launched a podcast or whatever it might be. Um, I know some people actually do their monthly newsletters when they're ovulating. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's lots of different ways you can kind of like link it all in. But then after this, we enter our inner autumn phase and this is the longest phase for most people and sometimes can be the most challenging. This is the transition from yang to yin and ain't nobody like going from summer to winter. Let's face it. You know, in the outer world, it's like the depressed time. Autumn is the depressed time of the year where people are like, oh my God, winter's coming and why does summer have to end? It's the same in our cycle. So this is the time where we're going from that yang to yin energy. And it's probably one of the most challenging times to really be able to master, if you can master it at all, is to really allow yourself to surrender as you drop inwards. Now, this inward drop in productivity is where you go from working on the outside of your business to working on the inside of your business. So instead of turning up to the face of your business, for example, I'm happy to record IGTVs in my spring and summer phase. But if you ask me to do it in autumn, I might throw my phone through the window. (laughs) Absolutely. Same here. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing, when you're aware of that, okay, hang on. That's right, Gemma. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is the inner time of your business. Okay. What are the inner things? What's the back end? Okay. What are some things on my website back end I can do? What are some back end automations I can fix up? Or what back end artwork can I create that I don't have to turn up? Can I just have it, think about it like makeup. The days that you would maybe wear makeup and turn up and be really nicely dressed is spring and summer. The days where you're like, I'm just going to wear my daggy tracksuit. That's your yin phase, your autumn and winter, right? So that's a, a good visualization for, for people who maybe not don't understand it. But then in this stock take time, you want to really just give yourself space to do the, I call it the, the itty bitty shitty stuff you know, and just get it done. And it's kind of like ticking off the list of stuff that you need to do before you go on a holiday is that when you get to do that, once menstruation comes, you're like, oh, I finally have space to sit with myself and allow intuitive guidance and allow myself to really reflect and you allow space for that. Now, you might only have a day to do that and that's okay. Sometimes all you need is two hours, not two days or four days. And that is the productivity cycle Mm, I love that love 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 that and as I was sharing with you before we started recording that's something that has transformed my business so much to really understand these and get to actually sync the business with this because it is so different like right now as I mentioned I'm on day 20 so I am noticing the energy just going into like I'm kind of going like goodbye to that energy of being out there and wanting to be super social and all of that it's slowly dying away and so the things that I am definitely I am capable of doing everything at all times in my business and I feel like we all are this is not a conversation of you become unable to do things when you're menstruating but the levels of productivity the levels of excitement the levels of creativity and inspiration focus concentration do change Mm -hmm. so learning this was so life-changing for me because I was no longer like you say being hard on myself or thinking that something was wrong with me because I didn't feel like doing 
a specific thing or maybe even you mentioned that the levels of confidence go up and down I no longer think that something's wrong with me and no longer make it mean an absolute I don't know if this is true for you but I know for myself uh, when I wasn't doing this and my confidence would drop I would make it mean something so much bigger mm. because, oh my God, I'm not feeling confident and what is happening and what does that mean? And why is this like this? And then now I can be like, oh yeah, I'm just going through this one thing that I go through every single month. Yep. So I don't make it mean anything. Yes, right? totally. Yeah. You just learn to roll with it. Mm-hmm. You really do. My um, When you use the written tracker, um, you can actually depending on what a client is learning or what they're focusing on in their cycle, if it's about mood and and emotion, I get them to photocopy their cycle tracker so they don't ruin their their, their cool one, photocopy it, and then take colored textures or highlighters and highlight the different moods. So you will generally feel four core different moods or five and literally highlight them. And then they can see in front of themselves wow actually yeah they're the days where I'm just like I need to tell my best friend to like hey can you call me on these days and be like hey you've got this you're amazing at what you do because internally you're like I just want a job why did I become self-employed and run a company and it happens it really does and I think that's when you need to be able to have a good support network when you feel like that and I always laugh when my best friend you know, love her so much. And she knows a lot about this, but she'll call up and she'll be like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I just can't work this out. It's so hard. And all I have to say is, and what day of your cycle are you on? She's like, oh shit. That's why this is how I feel. (laughs) So if you ever get stuck, a good way to kind of coach yourself or support yourself through it is just, I call it like the stop, drop and roll effect. It's like to stop, literally drop everything you've got. Drop your phone, drop your pen, drop your, don't just necessarily drop the computer, but just take your hands off the computer and just hang on a second. Well, what day day of my cycle am I on right now? Oh, that's right. I'm on day six. Okay. And how am I feeling in this moment? Okay. This is how I feel. Okay. Is this aligned with what I'm trying to do right now? Yes or no. And then act accordingly. That's literally, it takes 10 seconds to ask yourself those little questions and that will just help you continually remind yourself that is how I feel in alignment with where I am in my menstrual cycle. I love that. And I know that I have asked my clients in the past to do this in their Google Calendar, but I would love to hear, I've had it written in my own personal um, journal, but I'd love to hear what are some um, written trackers that you recommend for people to get, mm. where can they get it? How can they get started with that? Yeah, really good question. I um, So I've been using a written tracker for a number of years now, and I couldn't really find one that I found kind of simple to use. So I've just created one. It's a free one on my website that you can use. Amazing. Um, it also comes with videos on how to use it. Because I think that's really important. There's also an IGTV I've got on my Instagram that, you know, kind of goes through how to start filling out your tracker for the first time. It's quite simple to do, actually. And I want you to just know that if you've never used a written tracker before, just get started. Don't do everything at once because I, um, I teach there's three different levels of cycle tracking with a written tracker. Keep it simple. Do that for one month and the next one and then go to the next one and then just keep adding. But you need minimum three months. So never, ever judge or assume that you know what's going on and you can't literally 
judge your cycle until you've been able to compare your cycle over three months. And if you think about it, Sigrid, most people have life changes every three months. So if I think what my life looked like six months ago versus now, like a lot has changed. And so every three months we go through life pivots and you, that can be represented and seen in your cycle trackers. And it's kind of like a school project when you get to put the three trackers in front of yourself. I love doing this every year, so putting them all together and being like, oh, my God, I have literally moved with the moon and I can see it in front of me. There's kind of things apps just don't offer. But yes, free trackers on my website. If you have any questions about it, you just download it. It comes with the videos. It also comes with a seasonal guide and how to link with the moons and how to find out where the moons are to add to your tracker. Mm, I love that. Okay, cool. So I'm going to leave that link for everyone in the show notes. And the next thing that I wanted to really, really touch on today is around the stress and cortisol effects on the endocrine system. I know that this is something that, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think women didn't have to worry about so much years ago as they do now because the levels of stress that we are exposed to, that we experience, the pace of the world is so different and we are, especially those of us that are in business, entrepreneurs, we tend to make ourselves so busy and have so many things going on and just like overall even for people that are employed the rhythm of life that most of us live is so much faster so much more stress inducing therefore our cortisol levels are way higher and I know there's a lot of um, effects that this has in our endocrine system and in our body so could you start explaining a little bit first of what is cortisol? What's the endocrine system? Just in a mm -hmm. really summarized way. Yeah, cool. And how does stress impact that? Really, like that's 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 a great place to start, actually, because a lot of people don't know. But um, in modern medicine, they say there's 13 systems in the body. Um, ancestrally, they say there's seven. Now there's still 13. They kind of just get divided up and linked together in the seven. And the endocrine system is one of those. So think of like your nervous system, your skeletal system, your muscular system, your um, respiratory system, your digestive system. So what we know about these, the big kind of weird word endocrine is the system that's made up of glands and organs and it generally governs reproduction is a really good way to think of it. It does many other things too, but in what we're talking about, reproduction. So men and women actually have very similar endocrine systems, but they have a different goal or a different focus. And so for us, it's to like literally release and produce and grow a baby. And then for, for men, it's slightly different. You know, they've got different um, sexual reproductive organs as opposed to us. So that's what the endocrine system is. Cortisol is a, basically a stress hormone, but it is a hormone. It's a hormone that's produced by um, our, well, we've got adrenals and the pancreas, right? So we have the adrenal glands and the pancreas, and these are both organs or glands that live in the endocrine system. So the Adrenal glands are like little hubcaps that sit on the top of your kidneys. So kind of like towards the back. This is why kidney chi and kidney energy is really important in Chinese medicine. And then your pancreas kind of lives kind of close to your liver under your stomach, you could say. And the pancreas is also the producer of insulin. And insulin um, is very important when it comes to the talk about diabetes, type 1 or type 2. But basically cortisol in the way that we link it with stress, it also links with adrenaline as the adrenal glands will produce adrenaline. Adrenaline will then be producing cortisol. And then that literally can skyrocket stress in the body. And stress 
I have seen, and it's a clinical name, but it's a stre- they call it a stress cycle. And the cycle of stress is in your menstrual cycle. It's one of the biggest leading factors as to why we have imbalances with our cycle, whether it's PCOS, endometriosis, um, fertility challenges, um, period pain, back pain, acne, like stress is one of the biggest factors in our life that impacts our menstrual cycle. And the way in which it impacts the menstrual cycle is it really affects ovulation. And if ovulation has any challenges at all in ovulation, it will affect menstruation and other aspects of your cycle. Amazing. And tell us a little bit more about the depth of cortisol impacting this system, the endocrine system. All right, this is quite a deep one because there's different ways it can impact. Now, I so I used to have PCOS. I wasn't um, affected by cortisol, but some cortisol levels can affect those with polycystic ovary syndrome. So when we look at cortisol, <clears throat> cortisol will ricochet and affect our stress response. And most people have heard of the fight or flight response, right? And how our body is actually naturally protecting us is that that's the purpose of our adrenal glands. That's the purpose of having cortisol present in the body. One of the main purposes is what happens is though it elevates and when it links into the endocrine system, if we focus on the menstrual cycle, it therefore makes the body think it's unsafe. So women traditionally would never be able to fall pregnant, even in the last 100 to 1,000 to 5,000 years, unless they feel fully safe and supported. So think about all the women in your life, Sigrid, how many of them ultimately feel fully safe and supported? Then think about the women in the world, the women out of your circle of influence, because I feel like many of your friends would feel safe and supported. But in general in the world, how many feel fully safe and supported? Feel supported in their workplace, feel supported by their partners, be supported by their hobbies, be supported in their body and their health habits. It's quite low. And so that impacts, that stress can impact our ability to have a healthy cycle. The way that it impacts is that when stress rises in the body, one of the core hormones, FSH, goes down. And we need FSH to help us ovulate because without this level of hormone optimal in our body, we won't have a stimulated um, follicle, which will then release the egg or the ovum, as it's called. So it's really important to recognize anyone who's having challenges with their menstrual cycle or their body around their cycle is, okay, we need to look at your lifestyle factors that are impacting your cycle. There's many, like it's insane. Even if you drink three glasses of wine in the, in those fertile days before you ovulate, that can impact your ovulation health. And most women today actually have a delayed ovulation and they don't even realize And we're using a lot of, especially in the Instagram world, we have a lot of assumptions around our menstrual cycle. People are tracking their cycle and they're using, they don't even know they're using it, but it's called the rhythm method. And the rhythm method is outdated and it's not encouraged to use anymore because it's wrong assumptions of when you're actually ovulating. And ovulation health is, or knowing when you ovulate is important for everybody. Whether you're trying to avoid conception or you're trying to conceive, it's important to know both of these. But when you're stressed, you can't pinpoint that accurately. Your cortisol rises, your hormone balance will change. That can then impact what they, um, what they call the axis between your, the glands in your brain and then the glands you know, in your endocrine sexual organs. So, for example, your ovaries. And it literally causes everything to kind of get clunky and crash. 
and it won't happen immediately. It's a, it's a compound effect. And this is why they call it a degenerative imbalance is that it will degenerate over the time. And I always say um, to clients and inside the Well Women Academy um, that I teach that it's kind of like your body is knocking on your door to be like, hey, are you home today? I've got a message for you. And then all of a sudden over time, that little knock will become a bang. And then that bang will become a slaughter. And then it won't be long until someone's standing there with a tree trunk trying to bash through your front door to get you to listen. So it's really important to always listen to what your body's trying to tell you. And that happens in many different ways, but that's the start. That's literally how stress can impact us long-term. Yeah. Mm. And you mentioned a few symptoms that we can clearly experience that may be our body saying, hey, are you there? Are you home? Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of women, and this has been true for myself in the past as well, we normalize PMS, we normalize having pimples throughout some phases of the cycle, we normalize bad sleep, we normalize so many things that Mm -hmm. we don't really know that a life without those symptoms is possible. And personally, the time where I learned this was a time where it was, it's never too late, but it was quote unquote too late for me in the sense that I had burned myself out, I had burned out three times in a year. And in that moment, my body just shut down. I started to have all these weird hormonal hormonal imbalances. And I I felt like it was so intense that I had to pay attention. But until Mm -hmm. then, I didn't. And the journey of recovery for me, it's been years since I've been working on recovering from this. And it's an ongoing journey. So I really want the women listening to this episode um, to understand the the depth of the importance of really looking at this and what are some symptoms that maybe they can be experiencing and normalizing that aren't necessarily normal. Normal. Gosh, so good. Your story about like hitting that like ultimate fatigue is literally like, that's the tree trunk being like, well, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to pin you down on the hospital bed. Yeah. And that's really, we face a lot of degenerative disease today. We don't really have acute disease anymore. Most people don't even know what an acute disease is. And so we are so oblivious to the importance of understanding our body. We have so many distractions today that distract us from understanding our body. So when we think of the impact long-term is that it starts small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, for example, I had leaky gut very bad before I had PCOS. Two big things that hit me, that were, that were my tree trunks, <laughs> is that when it comes to you know gut health, most people are aware that when they feel bloated, most people are aware when their poo is off, right? Or when they feel really uncomfortable or they've gained a little bit of weight. They're little signs to listen to. I always say anytime, anytime you would bitch about something to your girlfriend or your partner, that's something that you really need to pay attention to. So some of the signs, and I love that you mentioned about people think is normal. There is a massive difference between what is common and what is normal. When I tell clients that having period pain is not normal, they're like, what? But all my friends have, I was like, yeah, but if all your friends jumped off the cliff, would you jump off too? (laughs) Like, really? Just because they've got it. Um, Or like, you know, all my friends got a face tattoo. Would you also get a face tattoo? So it's really important to recognize that 
most of what people and I should say menstruators complain about or, or even people there's a lot of non-menstruators including men who complain about oh you know my, my wife's got PMS or blah, blah blah anything to do with that is common it's not necessarily normal so question it you know face it is this normal for me and is it normal for everybody to feel this way so Common and normal is very different. It's common for many women to have period pain, to have heavy periods, to spot days before they bleed and then have many days of spotting after they bleed. It's very common for women to have very irregular cycles irregularly all the time. It's very common for women to have delayed ovulation and not even know. You know, I've got clients who think they're ovulating at day 12 or day 13 when they're actually ovulating at day 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that they would have known that if they hadn't have, you know, applied the natural fertility methods. So it's really important to recognize, hang on, let's question ourselves. Is this normal for me? Do I want this to be my normal? And if you don't, then we need to do something about it. So the most okay. common signs is around, I'll talk around menstruation, definitely period pain, excessive bloating, which I'll talk about in a sec in regards to poo, actually. But bloating, we have dullness or heaviness. If it's debilitating and you can't walk, that's not normal. You know, the body is not designed to have you feel disgusting and unbearably dealing with pain for a few days. It's not designed to do that. It's not designed for you to break out in acne all over your body. It's not designed for you to have headaches and migraines that are debilitating. So there's some of the really common symptoms, but that aren't normal. Now, there's a difference between bloating and the, the method of expansion. So through ancestral health, one of the philosophies I absolutely love and their theories is the, the process of expansion and contraction. Everything in the world goes through expansion and contraction. So whilst I've been sitting here talking to you, I've been experiencing the weather expand and contract. It was raining and it was overcast. And now it's open and it's blue skies and it's sunny all within this time frame that we've been speaking, that's expansion and traction. Our breasts is a great example of expansion and traction. Our digestive system expands and contracts throughout the day. Have you ever noticed that you feel so much leaner and like, oh yeah, my body's great when I wake up in the morning. And then before you go to bed, you're like, oh, I've definitely, I feel like I've gained an extra two or three kilos. That's expansion and contraction. It happens every day. When we're menstruating, our uterus expands. When we're not menstruating and we're ovulating, it somewhat contracts. So it like literally grows and deple- and not, not depletes, but and doesn't shrink, but it goes back to normal size. Yeah. So a lot of us can get confused. I'm really bloated versus, hang on, is this just expansion? So if there's any pain with your bloating, then that's bloating. And then I'd look at, there's lots of things you can look up for that. So they're the main ones. Outside of that, there's a list that would just, you know, kill a try, like kill a community so long, literally. But you can look at mood swings. You can look at emotion. You can look at food cravings. You can look at under eating, overeating. You can look at weight gain. You can look at um, addictiveness. So addictiveness to chocolate, addictiveness to alcohol, addictiveness to smoking, addictiveness to exercise. Like, you know, most women who over-exercise, if, if you're underweight, you're most likely going to have a very imbalanced cycle. It's insane. Yeah. And even if you just gained five kilos, you would improve your chances of fertility. Or if women who are overweight or obese lost five kilos, your chances of fertility go up more than 50%. Wow. 
And so that's why having a healthy balance of weight is really important. And if you think of history of photos or images of women, they were never as lean as what we've expected them to be in the last 10 years. And we have more endocrine disruptive challenges in women more now than we've ever had in the history of the world. So what are the links between that? So these are some of the most common things. Um, also, uh, mentally, we can have like anxiousness, depression, um, sadness. We can have, you know, very much we can go from the upward spiral of emotion to the downward spiral of emotion at the drop of a hat. Um, like crankiness is another form of moodiness, sleep, poor sleep, overworking, stress. And then we look at skin, anything that shows up in your skin, um, rosacea, hives, acne, um, psoriasis, like a great example of a sign is last year I went through um, a couple of very traumatic experiences in my personal life and I broke out in hives all over my body. Now, the moment that I noticed this, I was like, oh my God, this is a sign. My body is telling me that I'm not just stressed in my heart and my mind, my whole freaking body is stressed right now like entirely stressed. I lost weight. I, I felt I was underweight and I was too skinny. And that was a sign that my body was communicating to me and talking to me. And so you really need to, or we all need to tune in and listen to these signs every day, even if we don't feel like we have an imbalance. Listening to the signs is where we hear the imbalance before it actually becomes an imbalance. Mm, I love that. And I, I could just keep ranting, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a deep topic. Like we could speak for hours on this. It's so so mm. juicy. And one thing that I I know for me has supported me with this is the love that I feel for my body, the mm -hmm. understanding that health is so important. And without this operating vessel, I couldn't do any of the things that I want to do. In saying that, I didn't have that awareness years ago. So I'm curious to hear for the women hearing this, that might be listening to this, they get it, but they're, they're not fully, fully sold into it because I know that was me years ago. You mm -hmm. could have told me and I'd be like, yeah, I understand. And business is still more important. And finishing every, every single project that I've got on for this year is still more important. I'll deal with my health later. I'll deal with this later. For these women, can you tell us just quickly, how does this potentially impact our leadership? Having these, these imbalances, not being hormonally regulated, um, potentially having one of those, um, those things show up in our health, how can that impact our leadership? There's a few little things that are coming to mind when you ask that question. One of them is that mis misunderstanding your intuition and so one of the biggest things I've noticed with women who are imbalanced in their menstrual cycle, and I talk about the whole cycle, not just your period or your cycle signs, but a healthy cycle all month really will transform into healthy everything in your life, healthy relationships, healthy business. But when someone doesn't have a healthy cycle and they keep pushing, you know, with that, you know, go, go, go mentality, because that I hate the, and I don't, that's a very strong word, but I really, really hate the do more, have more, be more mentality, you know, and yeah. biz, boss babes. Oh, it drives me insane. Don't be a boss, babe. Like, yes, you can, you know, be a boss sometimes, but like, 
it just it, it really plays to the the keep doing and pushing and having more and drive 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 and harder and achieve more and be more and expand more and grow more and more money it's it kind of leads to a lot of um, greediness really and that imbalances the body so to go back to like what I see is that if you are pushing, 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 and you're not allowing and to have moments of surrender, you're really blocking out your feminine and your feminine is your life force, especially if you're a menstruator. And that can actually mean the difference between you pushing and launching something that's not fully in alignment with you versus creating and launching something that's coming from the ultimate place of creation, your womb space. Because think about it. Every single person on the planet is from a womb, whether you're a male or a female or any gender you identify with, we're all from a womb and every womb is from another womb. And literally this is where life on the planet comes from, the womb. All things have a womb. Even seeds, when they grow into plants, have a womb. So when we think about the womb, the womb is really like the life force of creativity and intuition. And as a menstruator, if you can allow some surrender time And if you don't feel like you can, I encourage you to do half a day out of a whole cycle, just half a day when you're menstruating, whether it's four hours or five hours, I don't care, but just half a day, dedicate some time to just sitting with yourself. That might be whilst you're riding a bike or whilst you don't ideally do that whilst you're menstruating, but whilst you're meditating, laying on the beach, reading a book, cooking in your kitchen, whatever it is, be with yourself and just listen to what comes up. The difference between checking in with your cycle and not checking in your cycle can be that. Like it's literally like you going down the wrong direction because you took the right turn instead of the left turn at this pivotal point in your life. Yeah, that's mm. big. You can that. think of you can think about that in a relationship. When you first meet someone and you're dating for the first couple of months, you're like, okay, wow, this could be the person that I could literally just divert my energy in this direction and I could be with them for the rest of my life but that could be the worst mistake of your life versus turning the other way and being like, holy shit, I just opened up the most magical door of opportunity. So in that moment, how do you know if that person's right or wrong for you? It's being with yourself. Yeah. Not distracted. And, and all that. And so you can take that same kind of theory and apply it to your own life and your own cycle and your own business more importantly. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. And I feel like this is, the mother of all potential, especially for those of us um, menstruators, like Mm -hmm. absolutely. It's, there is so much to say in regards to tapping and accessing our ultimate potential that can only happen in those spaces where we are really tuned into ourselves. And they say that we have a brain in the gut, right? So when things are out of balance, which I know there's a lot of um, cross breaches between the gut health and and reproductive system health and when this is out of balance everything else can get out of balance I feel like our brain just goes I know for myself when I haven't been regulated hormonally I feel like my emotions are all over the place so it's a lot harder for me to even show up as powerfully for my clients as powerfully for my team as powerfully in my relationship and it is definitely a lot harder to know what's my intuition trying to tell me because all I'm doing, it's kind of like putting down fires, whether yep. I know or not consciously or subconsciously, I'm just like putting down fires everywhere because shit isn't right. Like the system is being override and going, mm-hmm. this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. It's also harder to turn up for yourself above all. Like 
in those moments, that's when it's harder to sit in meditation. That's when it's harder to make yourself go and do the things that make you feel really good. Like, you know, last year during my trauma, um, I had to write a list of all the things that I love to do and I had to stick it in three places in my house so that if I ever got caught, I was like, stop, like that whole stop, drop, roll. I was like, stop, check in, breathe, look at the list, just stop everything you're doing and doing one of those things. And that's when it's the, that's, I feel the most challenging is actually giving to yourself because we're so taught to give to everywhere else. And so if you can learn to do that, you literally can master so much in your life. And, and like a final point on, on understanding your cycle and in relation to your business, like the connection of what I've seen in clients, once they know how to accurately pinpoint their ovulation and the day of ovulation, even sometimes the moment of ovulation, and it takes at least three to six months. Most clients average it's four to five. They actually then really start to pinpoint it because your lifestyle is impacting it all the time. It's never the same. But when you can literally point the day of your ovulation and then you can point certain things in your business to that exact time frame, literally, I know people can't see me, but like, little emoji had a explosion above my eyes is that it literally will help you in so many more ways than you ever knew that's not even just in your personal life but massively in your business life too Mm, yeah I absolutely Mm. love that and I agree yes yes we've been thinking about this for thousands of years I know that there is so much that we could go into but I feel like this is such a juicy place for people to start really getting to to understand a little bit more of what's really going on within each phase of the cycle Mm. and how these impacts our businesses. Now, if people want to dive deeper and learn more about this, how can people find you and work with you? This place is my website or Instagram. You can find me at Wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com. I'm Wellsome underscore Gemma Lee on Instagram. That's J-E-M-A-L-E-E. And it's funny, I always think that working with your cycle, having been a woman who never worked with a cycle, I was like the biggest masculine rejector. I used to duct tape my boobs because I didn't want boobs when I was younger because I was such a tomboy, is that having a business coach, having a cycle coach, and then having a supportive team in your health, whether it's an acupuncturist or a yoga teacher or a breathwork teacher, that literally, I feel, prepares you for the ultimate life. So if you are going to invest in anything, like investing in yourself in any of those facets is literally going to help you. So um, if you need help, reach out. I love talking about this topic. I have heaps of resources. I have my own podcast, which talks all about this. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear from you and help if you need any further guidance. Mm, Awesome. Thank you. The last question is, in your opinion, what makes a leader sacred? For me, I really feel, we've kind of been talking about this, but I feel a leader is made sacred when they're leading from their womb space. Mm, I love that. Mm. I think this is the first time I get an answer like this. Absolutely love it. (laughs) There's so many different things, like in different ways I could answer, and there's lots of different answers I have. But I think ultimately it's when you're really connected with yourself and you know and you can use that intuitive power. Think about it. The intuitive power we have when we're menstruating no non-menstruators and men get that Uh -uh. Mm. and that's why a lot of women are starting to become the biggest leaders in the world Mm. I love that I love Mm. that 
Gemma, thank you so much for your time, for the wisdom that you've shared and for being here in the show. I'm super excited to share this episode with everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I really appreciate it. Yeah, such a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something valuable that you can apply to your own life and leadership. And I wanted to let you know that I am opening up a couple of spaces for private initiations. These are private coaching containers for women that want to radically transform their life and leadership through doing the deep embodiment inner work. This is for the woman that is ready to be initiated into a whole new level of embodiment of her truth and her mission, ready to meet herself more deeply and authentically than ever and bring more depth to her legacy as a leader and entrepreneur. This is about amplifying your impact from the inside out. And if you want to learn more, go ahead and check the link in the show notes to apply for one of the spaces or direct message me on Instagram with the word initiation. And I will personally share more details with you. Thank you again for taking the time of your day to listen to this episode. And I will connect with you in the next one.